Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, just me at the top of the show to one, thank you for listening to this episode of Don't You Know Who I Am, and two, tell you about the shows coming up at Comedy Republic this Saturday, going the next four weeks, 4pm, go to joshearl.com.au for the tickets, the lineup this week, the first week is Tom Gleeson, Grace Jarvis, Zanro and Randy, so it's going to be lots and lots of fun, so make sure you head along, love the first one to be sold out, so please, if you're in Melbourne, come and get a ticket, that'll be awesome. If you're not in Melbourne and you want to help the podcast, you can always be a Patreon subscriber. Go to patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. That's patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. You get a whole bunch of uh, extra podcasts, top five, which I do every single week. So make sure you head on over to Patreon. Give us five bucks a month. Keep the lights on. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, enjoy. Go through the back catalogue. Heaps of great stuff. 239 episodes. And I will see you on the other side of this music. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and this week on the internet I discovered I share my name with a man from the Philippines who works at Krusty Krab. Or <laughs> it's just a man who is a SpongeBob SquarePants fan and he's doing a little joke on Facebook. Who knows? Joshua Earl on Facebook. Hey, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you. Welcome. What I do, I get four very funny people and I quiz them all about their lives. Normally it's four. Today we just had someone pull out literally a minute ago. But that's all right. We can do it with three very, very funny people. So let's meet them now. Our first guest shares his name with a club strategy lead for the Australian Football League plus a Perth bricklayer. Can you please welcome it's singer-songwriter, it's Darren Hayes. <laughs> hey, man, thanks for having me. That's all right. Do you know about these other Darren Hayeses? No, but clearly I didn't think through a solo career because I sound like a plumber. It's the worst <laughs> stage name. It's the worst, yeah. There's been a, like, I say Darren is a very Australian name. Very. I think it's because of Bewitched in the 70s. Okay. Well, that, there you go. That's oh. American. Yeah, but I think we watched it and my mum thought, oh, that's quite exotic. Yeah. Mm. Do you, and that's how I got the name. Do you know what you'd be if you were a girl? What your name was no, going to be? Ironically, they never picked out a name for a girl, oh, but they should have. But no, no. My sister was almost named Norma, which is pretty horrific. Nor- I guess all those names are coming back around, though. Norma. Shout out to all <laughs> well, our Norma Normas. Jean yeah, was, all, all was the listeners Maryland's... out there called Norma. Shout out. Yeah. Sorry. Our next guest, also joining us is a comedian and writer who shares his name with the head chef of an Adelaide restaurant, Fedora's. Can you please welcome us James Colley, yes. Hello, I did not know that. Yep, Fedora's. So he, he, he likes cooking or street magic. That's, that's what he gets with Fedora's. 
I only knew the, the James Colley that sends me his uh, receipts for a Tennessee-based mechanic and buying online tumblers with Trump merchandise. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and finally is a comedian who shares her name with the practice manager of Beth Israel Hospital in Brookline, Massachusetts. Can you please welcome back to the podcast, it's Michelle Brazier. Yay. That's the only person that shares my name. I know, and I've used it before. It, there's only but still. one. You've used it at least two times. Well, last time I didn't even say you shared your name with someone because it was with, I should point out, the most popular episode of the year last year. Was it? You, you That's Michelle. crazy, but I guess. Oh. Demi, Auntie Donna, Ben Russell. <laughs> you had the extended Donna family on and you should never have put yourself through that. And I'm, I'm so sorry. Well, well and... I think this edit's going to be a lot easier than that one, Michelle. I'll see what I can do. Now, I should point out, Darren, this is the first time I've ever met you, but we've, we've kind of conversed oh. online before. Yeah. The first time. I, don't I know feel if like. You... Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know if you remember the first time we actually talk, spoke online. I spoke out of turn and I owe you apology face to face. Oh, I thought it was hilarious. I think you were taking the piss. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, yeah, you can swear on this. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, no, uh, but I've really, it's weird. I feel like I know you because... Um, wasn't I following you? Yes, and something? I didn't realise you were already following me. And I, for, for the listener and for James and Michelle, Tony Abbott, ex-Prime Minister, came out and said that Concept, yes. Savage Garden, Darren's ex-band, was one of his favourite bands. And I jokingly said, not even the people in Savage Garden like Savage Garden, because I heard Darren say he would, he would only get the band back together if it cured cancer and all that kind of stuff. Darren, I'm, I apologise, clearly has great me- fond memories of his band and, and loves his work. <laughs> So Darren said... Yeah, but I, but I hate the Prime Minister. But no, I do love my band. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, so there you go. So yeah. that, It's that, so funny that, that you've just out. got Darren on your podcast so you can be like, just so you know, I know that Savage Garden's good. I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> it I was, was just funny. trying to be funny. But you know, I'm also a big fan of the idea that the only way to cure cancer is to release a new Savage Garden album, which will inspire Tony Abbott to get back in the lab and pick up his genetic biotics <laughs> degree that he used to have. It but, you pretty know, much could be. Sometimes on, on uh, online, uh, context and uh, subtext and all that kind of context clues are lost. So sometimes it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. you disagree, Michelle? No, it's always really easy and simple and everyone should just be online all the time. It's really healthy and good. <laughs> okay, our first game today is called Social Me, Me, Media. In this round, I'll read out tweets from the three of you and me. I'm also included. I've got some tweets there. If you think you know who wrote these tweets, buzz in. Your names are your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right. A point to the person who actually wrote it if you're incorrect. So you can't lose any points, so don't feel bad about getting them wrong. You can't buzz in for your own ones. Poker face is on. Here we go. Question one. Tim Allen and Jerry Seinfeld look exactly the same. Darren. Yes, Darren. I think James said that. No, that was Michelle Brazier. A point there for Michelle. (laughs) I said it, and I stand by it. They're the same guy, 100%. As if they're not the same man. They're exactly the same. Pause the podcast, look it up. They're the same man. Is this anything? It is. Uh? is, They they, they dress very similar. There's three of them. They both both like wearing jeans and sneakers before it was fashionable. Yeah. Or maybe as it was fashionable, then after it was fashionable, and now it's back into fashion. They just have dad face, you know? Yeah. They both have a dad face. Anyway. And they both have to defend myself. Why did you say that to Josh like he knew? You're like, you know? Like, yeah. you know, Dad. Like, <laughs> like he knows. You know, Dad face. Are you going to face your dad? <laughs> yeah. What am I, crazy? All right. 
Question two. Oh, God. Trump just requested to add me to his LinkedIn network. Chloe. Mich- yes, James. That's a Josh. No, that is a Darren Hayes there. Yeah. Point there for Darren. True story. Did he really? <laughs> no. But I was going to say, got, that would be he amazing. He kicked off everything. He's so pathetic. I was like, oh, God. No offense to anyone that uses LinkedIn. <laughs> well, I, I use it at the start of the show to find other people around the world with different jobs. So the Darren Haynes I found were both on LinkedIn. Wow. Yeah. Were they both plumbers? No, well, one, one was a bricklayer. Bricklayer, and then right. one worked for the AFL. Right, so they both got really hot thighs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. They both do their squats. All right, next question. <laughs> if you're rude to a retail worker during Christmas, you should be forced to take their place and stay there until someone is rude to you. Treat that shit like a chain letter. Michelle. Yes, Michelle. Was it Josh? No, it was James. So I'll point there for James. Did you ever work retail, I, I James? Also, yes, I, I've, I've worked my retail. I think we discussed this on um, the last episode uh, I was on here, but I uh, also quit my nightfield job when I was hit in the face with a dildo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was on there last time. Where were you doing nightfield? Uh, Coles. They bought <laughs> it from home. Oh, good. Oh, it's polite to bring it from home. Yeah. Unless it's a licensed premises, in which case you can't bring your own dildo. You have to. Could you imagine a world where Cole sold, sold dildos just on the shelf? Yeah, I can imagine a utopia. Like- I've been to America. <laughs> how far, how, how many years away do you reckon that's going to be? Until you just get, it? there's only going to be three shops in Australia, Coles, Woolworths and Bunnings. And you have to get everything from those shops. <laughs> Yeah, because you have to go to Coles for the dildo and then Bunnings for the drill to attach it to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, question... It's a very aggressive dildo. Yeah. Question four. The beach would be great if instead of sand, it was grass. Collie. Darren. Yes, yes, James. Michelle. No, that was Josh Earl. A point there for me. Yes. I agree. <laughs> oh, yeah. The sand is so annoying and it's hot. Yeah. And it's- Oh, the yeah. sand is clearly the worst part about the beach because all these yeah. people are like going, oh, you should move to London where there's like pebble beaches. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds fine. Like, I mean, well, it's hard to lie down on, the, on pebbles, but yeah, it's just the sand. The reason got... for my guess was that was clearly a Melbourne-ass tweet, so it yeah. had to be one of you two. <laughs> well, I prefer the forest if I'm honest. Well, Michelle, <laughs> we, we both have very thick hair. Do The reason you hate it is because it gets stuck in your hair for days afterwards. Yeah, and I've got really curly hair. I always straighten it. So as soon as it goes into the ocean, it's just like, and full of sand. So it's a whole, it's a, it's a lot to take in and it's been upsetting in the past and I have learnt and I will stop going one day. <laughs> I, see, I, I took my kids and they love it and they'll spend hours there and I'm like, all right, we're, we're good for good for 20 kids minutes and then I'd like to go. sand. I it's know. Still, I hate it. And they want to go, when you get, when you take a kid to a park and they want to play in the sand pit and stuff, it's just yeah. like, I don't want, okay, let's, this is fun, but it's so <laughs> horrible. My youngest kid can go to school for a day and then come home and just tip his shoes out and they're full of sand. Like, oh, did you play in the sand pit? <laughs> no. Where did this sand come from then? That's, that's how they sweat. They, yeah. My kid sweats oh. sand. Yep. Your kid is planning a Shawshank Redemption style escape yeah. from school. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question, uh, question, uh, next question. Here we go. Blowjob, impeach, attack on the Capitol? Yeah. <laughs> Collie Darren? Yes, you're correct, James. Yes, that is Darren, yes. Yeah. 
lot of lot of yeah, Trump tweets. It was me when it comes to Darren. Oh, it's terrible. I'm so sorry if anyone follows me on Twitter. I regularly purge. I douche my Twitter timeline once yep. a month because it's just mostly political. So I do apologize. It's changing very soon. Don't worry. Yeah. By the time this is out, it'll be yeah. the day he leaves. Everything or, will be perfect. Everything will be great. And COVID will be gone and, oh. and I will be thin. It's, I would be lo- I'd love to point out that this is the day before the inauguration. that This is being recorded just in case anything goes wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, and my sympathies for anyone who was affected uh, by the incident. See, that covers mm-hmm. everything. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Smart. See, my, yeah, at my this thing point, in... Joe Biden's alive. Yeah. At this point in time. Oh, like 70, 80 percent. What's happening oh, now man. is everyone's wondering, and this is before he's announced who he's uh, pardoning. So everyone's saying, is he going to pardon Joe Exotic? Which <laughs> is an amazing world we're living in. When the Guardian newspaper has who is he pardoning and there's a big picture of Joe Exotic there. That's the Guardian, who I put up there as jo- one of the, the, best, the best newspapers in the world, but they're still like going, Joe Exotic is the big one that's going to get people to click on this article. He has Don't... a limousine waiting outside of the prison. He's yes. In. <laughs> really? Yes, in case he gets pardoned. <laughs> which is... Give... Yeah. I would give Amazing. three to one odds that Trump is going to try and pardon the Hamburglar and have to be talked down. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next question. In 2021, we will beat the virus if everyone casts me in their shows and puts me in their writers' rooms and commissions many works made by me and also wears masks. Thank you in advance. No worries if not. Yes, Darren. Yeah, you said that, Josh. No, that was Michelle. Michelle oh, said that. <laughs> you can tell because at the end it says no worries if not and I'm the only girl here. Oh. So. You know, here's the thing is I just only took Josh as the, the selfless, not selfless, sorry, the selfish self-promoter. Yeah. That's so about, thought, you follow me on Twitter, you should know. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's, I'm at this. <laughs> that's nice. That's out there about me though. I am a mover and shaker when it comes to promotional tweets. It, shaking it, doing yeah. it. Question eight. Watch Hamilton with a critical eye. There are some major historical inaccuracies. Many of these large musical numbers never happened. Michelle. <laughs> yes, Michelle. That was James. That was James, yes. Put there for Michelle, wow. yes. Wow. One day I hope I'm good at Twitter. That was really good. It's <laughs> funny. It's, it's random chance. One in a thousand has to hit. No, James, you're very good. I, I've never seen Hamilton. Is that... Are you a big fan of it, Michelle? You seem like you you would have liked Hamilton. Uh, oh, that's yeah. a burn. What you, is that because <laughs> no, I'm half Puerto Rican or is it because I'm a music theatre Because you're a music theatre kid. Music theatre. Um, no, I do, lo- I do love it. It's good. But I, you <laughs> know, I don't know. You sound what like you you've been given a gift you don't like. Yeah. No, no, I love it. No, it's great. No, it's great. Do you have you the receipt? The receipt? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's really good. It is. It's really good. It's fantastic. Can, I love it. Can I ask but, something um, though, Michelle? Yes. So, uh, like, I'm really into, like, indie music and stuff like that. And so when, when one band breaks through, I'm always like, yeah, they're good, but these ones are the ones that you should really be into. If you like that, you should listen to these people. Is, that like, is that like Hamilton that. where you're like, yeah, Hamilton's good, but if you really want to see something that's going to blow you away, this is the musical to see? I mean, I don't think, I don't think so because I obviously transitioned into comedy um, and so I've kind of moved away from the, that community, but it's just that any any musical where everyone's like, yeah, I'm like, oh no, the music theatre people are gonna be out and about in their <laughs> costumes. It's just a bit much. It's They're right. gonna want to come round and say hello afterwards. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> no, you know what's good. weird? 
I didn't think I would like it either because I think I have a similar thing in that my favorite musical is Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, like, oh, so good. I just, it's so great. Good. It's so good. <laughs> but um, and I resisted Hamilton mostly because I couldn't get tickets. But <laughs> when it was on telly, I watched it and it did blow me away. So it's it great. Was, yeah, yeah, it's good. I saw it in London. Very good. Also, it's a hip hop album. And I just love how Americans can take themselves so seriously. It's, mm. I just adore it. I, lo- I know that I should be not on board for that, but I love Ernest. It's great. I wish You've we could get away with it. You've just sold me on a musical set in Canberra, the most exciting city in the world. You should write that. It'd be great. So that's why my theory with why Australia doesn't make as good a reality TV as Americans, because we're not serious enough. Like when, yeah. when everything's going to shit, Australian guys are like, yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Which doesn't <laughs> no, make I good didn't. TV. Yeah, no, they're shit. One of the, one of the trainers at my gym How is uh, g- going on the new, se- <laughs> new series of Married at First Sight. And, and I'm very excited to see how he goes. <laughs> yeah. That's very funny. Also, I do have to point out, I'm trapped yeah. in this jump. Trying to Michelle's take off the jumper. I've got a big set of headphones. This I is... don't know what's going to happen. I feel like I should close my eyes. It's very <laughs> much like a contemporary dance move there, Michelle. Trapped in a jumper. Now it's here. Just... Now it's here on the oh, cord. Oh, it's on the cord. <laughs> it's on the cord forever. <laughs> this is very Mr. G. Are you filming this? This is yeah, good stuff. But that's all right. I'll put this bit up. This is good stuff. Okay, what's this move? This this move yeah. is very interesting. I've got to get it off. So now it's going through the headphone. But I don't want to oh miss the pod. Do you know what it's like? It's like you know those those uh, things where you got to put the ah. like the hoop over the wire, and if it touches the wire, it kind of electrocutes. So you got to go back to the start. That's what you just did there with your headphones. It's very good stuff. Yep. What did you need? Excellent. No, it was perfect. <laughs> very graceful. Next question. Are you I happy think it's just browsing. Or? Yeah. <laughs> Next question. I think it's time for Gal Gadot to fire up the WhatsApp group and record another song. Michelle. Yes, Michelle. Josh. Yes, that was me. Yes, you're right, Michelle. Yes, that was me. I found that that only happened less than twelve months ago. The Imagine mm-hmm. video. I loved that. Wasn't that? Gorgeous. It was great. Did you see the video where the guy um, had the keys and he was playing piano and he checked, did all the key changes to try and play? Oh. <laughs> I mean, oh. So good. I just oh, yeah. don't understand that. Like, I really just like couldn't someone have just gotten a karaoke file? A track. Or yeah. Just a track. Just a track. Just let's just do it in the same key. I, I watched um, the the new Wonder Woman. Uh, my wife and I sat down and watched it, and it was very fun to watch. Both Gal Gadot openly think, I'm Gal Gadot in every scene. You could see, like, the thought go through her mind. And also that, like, because of her limits acting, they had to make the Amazonians all have, like, very thick Israeli accents, which is just oh. something entirely unaddressed but wonderful to see. That's really funny that they were just like, you know what? You all probably have that, wouldn't you? You'd all have that. Yeah. yeah. That's a thing you guys all have. So, yeah. All right. And our last question for this round. Jolene. 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 Dolly Parton as a barista. <laughs> Damn it. Michelle. Yes, Michelle. James. You are correct. Yes, that was James. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm never tweeting again. <laughs> Note to self, don't go on a podcast with comedians who tweet. You'll just feel <laughs> terrible about yourself. There was even more to that. that. 
Now, James, you oh, second-guessed yourself in that tweet because the, the remainder of that tweet was, uh, TJF, folks, let's not take ourselves too seriously here today, which was a real, <laughs> oh, this is a bad joke, but I'm going to just do this as so everyone knows I'm only joking, but it was good enough on its own. You should believe in yourself, buddy. <laughs> I love to drop that on a tweet that I presume will make people angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, while we're talking about Jolene, I wrote a, I wrote a, um, a song from the perspective of, of the husband of Jolene, who, um, oh, no, not Jolene, of Dolly Parton, who was just saying to Jolene, hey, my wife, she heard, I said your name, in my, I, was, I was dreaming about work and your name came up, <laughs> so hopefully she doesn't say anything to you. So <laughs> that's on my Patreon for anyone who wants to go listen to it. Hey, at the end of the round, the scores are, Darren, you're on one point. Oh. J- Josh. I'm on one point. James, you're on two points. But in the lead on five points, it's Michelle Brazer. I'm really good at this. You are really good. Crushing. Hmm. Consume a lot of content. Yeah. All right. This round is called We Are Family. Now, we all have family. Sometimes that's great. Sometimes not so great. And today, we are meeting the Collies. Now, James treated his dad to an event. But what was it? And why did it annoy his dad so much? Was it A... He bought him tickets to the wrestling, but his dad hated the fact that the refs were cheating, so halfway through, he stormed out. That's A. B. He bought him tickets to the Sydney Symphony Orchestra at the Opera House, but his dad could not get past the cymbals player, saying he had the easiest job in the world. He was so fixated on it that he started Googling on the phone if everyone in the orchestra got paid the same amount of money. Or C. He took him to see the magician, Cosentina, but his dad kept on scoffing at the end of the tricks and leaning into James saying, it's all fake. James told him he knew, but it's fun to play along. At the interval, his dad said he'd seen enough and was going home. Now, one of these is true. You can ask James as many questions you want, but bear in mind, he wants you to get the answer wrong, so he gets your point. The floor is open for questions. Ask away. James, where was, where was the wrestling? The wrestling, I think it was the Homebush, like the... It's changed names 400 times, but it used to be the you know Sydney Entertainment Centre or the Superdome or whatever it's called. The the one that the state of origin isn't at, but is near it. Okay. Okay, that, that's an easy fake uh, answer. James, <laughs> who were the two main event wrestlers? What were their names? Now, this is one that I can't even fake well, because I can't remember. They did have the yeah. Hardy Boys were coming back, and that was a big event for us. The Hardy mm, Boys. Okay. Mm. Like the Enid Blyton books. Yes. They had to solve the mystery of who would win the wrestling. <laughs> James, mm-hmm. uh, does your dad use an iPad? <laughs> My dad uses a Samsung iPad knockoff. So it's okay. the, the general idea of an iPad. And mostly he uses the Kindle app to reread Harry Potter over and over and over again. That doesn't sound like a man who would think to Google a thing. Ooh. <laughs> Because I just spent four days with my mother and I tell you what, she went, I, they never did figure out, I could never could figure out if Robin Hood was real or not. And I said, have you looked it up? She said, oh, no. I was like, okay. Well, so, that's because you don't have any encyclopedias at home anymore. That's why. That is true. Mm. That is yeah. true. James, uh, mm-hmm. this symbol player. Yes. What was the name of the venue that he was crashing the symbols so seldomly in? The Opera House. It was the Opera House. Yeah, okay. Sydney Symphony Orchestra at the Opera House. Uh, and what were, what were they playing? Sorry, I know this is the second question, but what was the, what no, was that's the all piece? Right. 
Uh, it was Handel's Water Music, of all things, which I thought is a nice thing to take your dad to, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I also add details when I'm lying as well. <laughs> That's what I do. Add some details. I also think there would be, you would have a percussion team and for the entire time they would not be, you'd have two or three depending on yeah, he might if it was be during COVID. picking up various percussive instruments According to when they were, you know, they have one guy, but Look, lots of different instruments save a lot of money. I think he's on a I timpani. I'm certain that's true. He's a timpani. He's when, doing some kibasas. He's got kibasas. a vibra slap. Which you can get yeah. at Colts in the dildo aisle. <laughs> I, I, all I'm saying yeah. is I, I, I agree with you entirely about this, but try explaining that to my father when he is certain <laughs> a scam is happening in front of his eyes. Uh, I'm going to say it was the, what was the one that wasn't wrestling and wasn't the symphony orchestra? The, ma- the magic show, Cosentina. Are you going to look was in- What was the best trick? Good question. The best trick? Yes. By my, by my estimation or by my father's? By yours. I like the one where he made, like, so this is a, like, so close up magic, but it starts with card trick and stuff. But it's one of those things, you know, when they get the puff of fire, I always think of Job. From yeah. development for this, but like <laughs> it was one of those spectacular. Is this your? And then out of that, in the smoky, I had the card. It was. It was. Dangerous. It was fine. Do you think about Job a lot, James? Yes. <laughs> Entirely unrelated to any of these scenarios, but yes, okay. I do. Cool. I mean, I pretty much think I know what I think it is. All right, what do you? What do you think it is, Darren? No, no, I think we I'm, can we can lock it. Yeah, in. I'm going to go there. I think it. I actually think it was the magician because it, it just was... sounds like something like I might have left spam a lot after Act One. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, I've seen enough. I know what this is about. And Michelle, what yeah. do you think? I think it is the. You look like you're Googling, like, like, events. What did, did James do with his chat? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's the Symphony Orchestra. You think it's B? The correct yeah. answer was A. He took him to the oh, wrestling ah, and his dad got upset that the refs were cheating. That is It funny. is true. He spent the whole time being like, oh, he saw him hit him with that chair. He saw him like, yes, he very much did, Dad. He was getting very worked up and there were eight-year-olds in front of us who did understand what was happening and it felt like Dad was... I got trained in wrestling one time for 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 a Donna sketch. Oh, great. Yeah, we went to Melbourne City Wrestling School and um, none of us could walk for about four days afterwards. But then we Wait, got to go to the wrestling for free after. Are you guys telling me that wrestling's not real? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Darren, what? and don't you listen. Don't you, okay. hey, okay. you quit that pouting. Okay. You believe in your heroes. Hey, I hope there's no kids listening because um, one day I'll tell you guys about the time I found out that Santa Claus wasn't necessarily real. Right. And I was very old and I was at... Woodridge Plaza and my mother just blurted it out and I was devastated for real. How old were you? Okay, I might have been about 12. <gasps> I know. It's really embarrassing. Well, it was when Return of the Jedi came out, so it was like 1983 or 4 or something. And my mum said something like, someone's son, she's like, oh, you know, Danny Dawson still doesn't believe in Santa Claus. And I said, but he's real though. And mum went, oh, you know, he's not real. For God's <gasps> sake, Darren, it's me. And she walked off. And you know oh. that scene in a movie when they zoom in and zoom out? I don't know. Someone technical will know yep. what this is. But my whole world just changed. And I went, there's no Santa. But then in an instant, I realized that meant I could ask for what I wanted. So I got a Nintendo oh. game. Oh, so, you know. nice. 
That's a good pivot. That's a good yep. pivot. See, my yeah. one of my favorite memories of Donald Trump's presidency was when <laughs> there's not many, but was when he was talking to a seven year old and he goes, "You still believe in Santa Claus?" And he goes, "Cause you know, seven, seven. It's a weird age, isn't it? You'd some, some do, some don't. Like you kind of, grow, and just completely like ruin Santa Claus for this kid. It's, That's it's so good." good. But he can do that. He just substitutes the topic. He can do that with climate change, yeah. racism, any of those things. He just says that. That's his opener at every party. So at the end of that round, the scores are Darren, you're still on one point. I'm still on one point. James, you're now on four points. And Michelle, still on five points, but in the lead. So that's all right. So this round oh. is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, each of you are given a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you'll say yeah. If you think it's a lie, you say nah. A point if you get it correct. A point to the person the fact may or may not be about if you're incorrect. So you can ask them as many questions you want. Bear in mind, they want you to get it wrong. So to James, across from Michelle's house, there is a park. And while it was being constructed, one of the builders would come on his day off, sit on the bench that he built and eat his lunch alone. This has made Michelle cry on multiple occasions. Yeah or nah? You seem very empathetic. I'm going to say yes. Do you want to ask some questions? Let's ask her some questions. The pod's oh, only been going oh, for 25 sorry. minutes. <laughs> what was yeah, his standard properly, lunch? Please. What'd you say? What was the standard lunch? Give me a typical lunch. I don't know. Too far away. He's too, he's so far away and he's behind a fence. So I can't see him. So he's behind. So there's this fencing around the park because the park's not open. He's been building the park. And then they stopped work on the park. But this lone builder started coming just to the park for lunch. He would like open the gate and get in there. And sp- I can see him from my balcony, but it, there's no way I couldn't tell you what the lunch is. Okay, what do you reckon his backstory is? What do you think his backstory is, this guy? Divorced. Oh, do you reckon he's like, like the Taj Mahal building it at a, as a tribute to his ex-wife? <laughs> yeah, and he, so he, has, he comes to protect it. Or maybe, I mean, there's a cat that lives in the street. Maybe he's like really likes the cat. I don't know. Depression? Yeah. Who can say? Yeah. I know it's not my thing, but what kind of home, what kind of Taj Mahal was he building? Yeah. Yeah. What, this guy? Yeah. I just want to know what kind of tribute he was making to his love. Small, small inner city park with turf. <laughs> That's so, what he was building? In what yeah. sense is he building this? Yeah. Well, he, there's structures. Like there's like a, a shelter over the barbecue area and there's a playground and there's a Oh, okay. Stuff. And this project was abandoned. No, it's they, still they... happening. It's still happening, but they stopped work on it like over the Christmas period and he was still here. <laughs> he was like, hello, ready for work. And I was like, oh, God. And did you like, is this a recurring thing that like you noticed it once or it became sad so you became obsessed with it? It became sad so I became obsessed with it, obviously. <laughs> I've seen Paddington 2 upwards of 12 times. I have... James, we've only met once, I think, but I reckon that you can see into my soul and you know that this is probably true. But I could be lying. I am an actress. I'm going to say it's true. You, James, are correct. That is a true story, yes. (laughs) Thank God. If you were lying, I would have just been like, you are a psychopath. That was... Wow. Very good. So have you ever gone thought to go over and talk to him, Michelle? I can't get close enough. I would have to <laughs> yell. Like I would have to be like Lunch boy. Like you there, lunch boy. Do you, you could like, do. I couldn't go yeah. go into the park 
Leave a little note where he has. I've a- made a card that says thank you, thank you for building the the park. Did you sign it your name or leave it leave it on your? No, time? I just said thank you for building the park. Oh, he might I, think that's I put his ex-wife. It on the fence one day. Well, I hope not. <laughs> Imagine if this is my oh, ex-husband just- and I haven't made that clear. <laughs> You've just given him hope. <laughs> oh no, I didn't mean to give him hope. Ah! All right. So to Michelle now. When Darren was a child. He once yes. jumped out of a moving vehicle because, unbeknownst to him, he had just sat on a wild boar. As in, what? A pig. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. ask him questions. One full pig? <laughs> yeah, an entire wild boar. Yeah, probably about, well, it was an F100 <laughs> ute, right? Uh, so do you know what that means? So it was a Ford, like a pickup truck, I guess Americans would call them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, we would go out hunting. Could you ima- I mean, I hated it. It was horror for me. But we would go out hunting. Oh. Uh, I'm from Queensland. Yeah. Oh, and I no. would have to go and they would have dogs. So barbaric. I don't even know if this is legal anymore. But they would have the it pig is. dogs. Ugh. And the pig dogs would go out and like go and get the pig. Oh. And then they would like get it. And then my dad and some other burly men who didn't wear deodorant. I'll never oh. forget that. Um, they would restrain the animal and then they would put it in the back of, you know, the ute. And sometimes there'd be a few or a couple or who knew. And you just did that until you had all the pigs and whatever. Uh. And I sat uh, down in the ute because I was a little exhausted. And I said to my dad at one point, Dad, where's the pig? And he said, you're sitting on it. Uh. I literally forgot. And I looked down and this poor little pig was just bound and like petrified. I'm sure it was thinking, help me. Oh, it was still alive. Of course, yeah. That happens later. That that part gets dealt uh-huh. with later. Mm-hmm. And and what crime did the pig commit? <laughs> <laughs> it was grazing on a farmer's goods or something, and so it was a it was a pest, and so it, it had to be arrested oh and restrained. Oh my god! Um, yeah. The funniest thing about this is that I am vegan. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I am too. Uh, oh, it's so upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe that this. I, I think I believe this is true. You, Michelle. Don't forget, I'm an actor. Yeah. <laughs> but also, really good at it. you are Been correct, Michelle. This is a true story. I'm yes. correct. Yeah, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. That sounds awfully traumatic. It was pretty... The worst part, though, was that I didn't have any shoes on and I, and I got bindies in my feet from running in this field. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That sounds tough. <laughs> well, oh. you, don't worry. The pig survived. The pig was fine. No, I'm kidding. They slaughtered it. <laughs> were you given a gun or were you on the spotlight? Oh my god! I love that you know this. Yeah, I, I grew up in Tassie, and, and my uncle did. Oh. He he was a, a roo shooter, and he would do very yes, similar so things. Yes, so we used to go roo shooting, and my sister and I were on. We were spotty because we were anti-violence, and so what we would sometimes do, we would go run, Skippy, run. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's was, so nice. It was horrible. It was awful. It was just the most disgusting thing ever. I yeah. remember clicking what they were doing, like when I was like in <laughs> kindergarten, because they they shot a kangaroo but it had a joey in its pouch and so for yes. about oh, two weeks my parents and my family looked after a little joey until it mm-hmm. got big enough until it, it was big enough to shoot pretty yeah. much let it go and yes. we'll go yeah. we'll see you in a couple of years <laughs> we but, had the same thing josh yeah. we had many pet kangaroos for a little while and then they just went away because they were all the orphans yeah well i remember taking it to school for show and tell in kindergarten <laughs> and it was like oh you've got a rock do you do you nick well, I've got a fucking kangaroo. <laughs> yes, I win. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll point there to Michelle. Now to Darren. 
Before yes. James was married, he and his now wife went to Paris. James had no idea, but his girlfriend believed he was going to propose at the Eiffel Tower. He was not. He found this out later when he looked at the photo of the two of them and he could see the absolute disappointment in her eyes. Yeah or oh. nah? I mean, statistically, we've had two years, so this has to be a nah, but then I'm terrible at gambling. So who knows? I'm going to ask some questions. Um, mm-hmm. Let me ask you this question. Um, how did you eventually propose? Was it a traditional proposal? Did you do something romantic? It was it was semi-romantic, but it was also one of those stories where I had something elaborate planned, then everything went wrong every step along the way until I like panicked and proposed at a park while she was like maybe a half centimetre from absolutely losing her shit at me. <laughs> and when you were in the park, was there an old man sitting there eating his lunch, just really sad? <laughs> well, yeah, um, her ex-husband was there. I invited him, of course. Exactly. Um, it feels a bit dodgy to me only because I don't feel like if you if you're that connected to someone to propose to them that you wouldn't pick up on the body language and you'd have to look at the photos later on and also you seem too young to have actual photos it just feels like something that maybe this was uh, a big pile of bullshit and a lie but I'm going to say you're making this isn't true you Darren are incorrect that is a true story a point <gasps> oh, for James sorry mm-hmm. you're so insensitive <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> I had no idea until it's it's a photo. It's one of my favorite photos. It is her sipping champagne from the Eiffel Tower, clearly fucking furious. That's <laughs> so that's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, Can you send awesome. me that? Yes, I will. Thank you. So, where you said you did it in a park? Where where was the park? Was it as good as the Eiffel Tower, Paris, or? Oh yeah, it was by St George's River in the Shire, which yes. is very much the Paris of yes. the Insular Peninsula. <laughs> Because I propose my my proposal story with my my wife is that like because I used her grandmother's ring, she'd mentioned before. Oh, if I ever get married, I would like my grandmother's ring, and so I had to ring up her parents who had the ring, and say, "Look, I'm not asking permission, but can I please have the ring? I, I would like to propose to your daughter." And the dad was very 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 happy that I was you know not asking permission, but let them know first they were in it. And so my wife was in Perth and then flying back. But her flight got delayed. And so when she landed, I was going to do it pretty much that night, but she was in such a foul mood that I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't do it. And then she didn't unpack her bag because she had to go to work early the next morning. And uh, I had to go through her bag, find the package that her parents said, oh, we've given Josh uh, just some socks and a, a bit of a, a chocolate uh, bar that I know he likes. So, yeah, <sighs> just leave him, let him unwrap that himself. And, but it was the ring in there, in, you know, folded up in some socks. So I had to go in the bag, unwrap the present, take it out, then wrap it back up and put it back in a bag like nothing had happened. And then had to propose. And then I was like, I was going to do this when you landed, but you're in a really bad mood. So I uh, waited about two or three days. So yeah, that's how I did mine. Yeah. I, I did uh, also call up and ask for per, like ask permission for her mother and her father and her her mum was like very excited by the prospect and she tried to call her her father in but he had a very good hand in the card game he was playing and just refused to come to the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, did you propose I, to your husband or did your husband propose to you? Big time. No, yeah. I did. It was and it was super romantic and everything. But I didn't ask his parents for permission because they're both dead. Ah, oh, well. Let's... Thanks for bringing that up, everybody. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it was really Josh's romantic. Fault. It was very, very sweet. Because uh, at the time I was living in San Francisco and I only went to London uh, f- for, well, I went to London for work um, and met him in the UK. And I didn't want to be, like, I just, we just knew, like, it was one of those things. We've been married for 15 years now. So, yeah. but you, so you can imagine um, when we first met, it was kind of like within a week, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to marry this person. Um, and I didn't want him to think I was a stalker. So I said, you know, I'm like totally <laughs> moving to England anyway. So like... It wouldn't be weird if we, you know what I mean? Like if we like uh, had a relationship or anything. Like, uh. so I mean, I know it's I know it seems like I'm just here for work and I I have a green card and I live in America and everything. But like, I'm God, uh, London's great, isn't it? Like I sort of lied about it a bit, That's just so, so it, yeah, just so I wouldn't seem too desperate. And then um, yeah, but yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, so yes, the the reason I mentioned that was. So when I eventually showed him my uh, my house in San Francisco, it was kind of the last time I was there, and it was to sort of show him this life that I loved, and and he loved it. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, um, let's say goodbye to it, and and I want you to marry me. So yeah. That's so oh, nice. Boy. Does he work in the same industry as you? Yes, yeah, sort of. He's a um, well, he's now a, he's now a writer. Um, so when I met him, I mean, he, I mean, he's first of all he's a brainiac. So he he was lecturing in film. So he was a university lecturer and and uh taught and studied film and stuff and he did uh, motion graphics so he did a lot of work on concert tours and things yeah and worked on my tours but now he's 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 a writer um yeah although he does music videos for me for free because you know hey why not nice yeah at the end of the round the scores are darren you're still on one point i'm still on one point (laughs) james is now on six points and michelle also on six points (laughs) it's close for top and bottom here here we go all right this is our final round. It's called Who Who. If I don't win this election, do I have to be around for the end of it? Can I just leave and not do the transfer of power? You can just yeah. pardon one of the others in the thing. Okay, go, good. Yeah. All right, okay, in good. this round, the sco- oh, this round is called Who Who, Who Who. In this round, I'll read out <laughs> questions about all three of you, not me. And if you think you know who it's about, buzz in. Your name's your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right, a point off if you get it wrong. Only round you can lose points. So here we go. Question one. Who here doesn't know which cheese should go on a cheese board? Darren. Yes, Darren. Um, uh, 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 Josh doesn't. I'm not included, so it's just James or Michelle. Oh, I don't know. Then take a point <laughs> off me. No, just guess. You've got fifty-fifty chance. It's clearly James. Look no, at him. it's Michelle. <laughs> How very dare you! I make a wonderful cheese board. I pickle my own onions, Darren. Oh, How very I forgot. Deep. Michelle's a vegan. So, oh, an idiot. <laughs> Is that it's why, me. Michelle, did you have to make a cheese board and just went, yeah, all right, we'll just put whatever? Because I always try to have, like, I try to be the cool vegan. So I'm always like, there's some vegan cheeses, but there's, you guys, I got you like a cow cheese because I'm like really nice. <laughs> but I never know which one's good to get. So I always get brie, but I don't know if that's appropriate. I don't know what's right. And like, I don't. I don't know, like, and I really, I'm a foodie. Like, I care about presentation and it makes me so stressed. And then on Twitter, I, that's the first time I publicly said, look, I don't know. See, I, when <laughs> I, I read I this, love I love the idea. Go, James. <laughs> I love the idea of a cool vegan saying, like, okay, look, I've, I've got a vegan meal here, but I've, I've also got this full roast pig with an apple in its mouth, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> and I've just put a leather jacket on just to keep it warm. Less than what I said. James has actually been to my house once when I put on a spread and I think I had like a little non-vegan section. Do you remember I this? I believe so, yes. This was the, the big breakfast, yeah. Yeah, we had a big breakfast and I was like, and here's the like, well, I don't know what you guys eat, blah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here's a quarter pounder, Patty. Is that is that I guess, your thing? Is that what you want? I don't know. When I when I saw this, Michelle, that you didn't know what cheese would, I forgot that you were a vegan. So I just thought, oh, is she like putting like a baby bell or like a craft single on a cheese board? I, I can see that you're making jokes, but I don't no. understand them at all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've never eaten cheese. I was really fussy. I'd never had a burger or um, I'd never had pasta. I'd never had pizza, any of those things until I was 18 years old. And I went mm. vegan at 21. I was. I had one year where I was vegetarian where I had some cheeses. I had halloumi and I had mozzarella. And yep. that was the only like two years, two or one year that I ate any cheeses. So you, I missed cheese. You had a fucking that makes cheese sense. rom springer. This yeah, the cheese from Springer. <laughs> that does make sense, though, because like those cheeses that you mentioned are kind of bland, and yeah. cheese in general is kind of a bit stinky and whatever. So that does make sense. That that's why you were never really drawn to it, and why you would get people maybe brie because it looks bland, right? It's yeah. not though. It's, it's kind of. It vile. doesn't. It's not. What you, do I do? Well, you tell me. I don't know. You mentioned why halloumi. Tell me what to do. My, my mum. My mum's partner. Everyone loves a compte. I, I saw my mum's partner on the weekend, and he'd he's just discovered a halloumi cheese. And I reckon in the space of, what, 72 hours I was with him, I reckon I heard 10 conversations where he was trying to bring up halloumi cheese. <laughs> Just, it was great. He's, he's a nice guy, but it was like, oh, mate, I'm, I, okay, let's go get some halloumi for you, mate. We'll, we'll fry it my, up on the barbecue for you. That's fantastic. My, um, my deep, deep wested beloved parents are also, um, like, they have the same thing for avocado. They have recently, like, they discovered <laughs> avocado when they were asking, like, oh, do you want anything, us to have anything for Christmas? And I was like, oh, it'd be nice to have avocado on toast. And now every Christmas I get a message me like, we got an avocado. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, next question. Who once shat themselves while wearing leather pants? Michelle. Yes, Michelle. Darren? Yes, you are correct. That was Darren, yes. <laughs> How did you know that, though? Just, <laughs> oh, I guess I'm the only person here who would ever wear leather pants. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Do you want to know more? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. Okay, so... Was it, it an was accident dodge. or a show of strength? Or? <laughs> it, was, it was even better than that. So I have shat myself once on a, you know, like on tour. You, you guys know what it's like when you're touring and stuff. Like if mm-hmm. whatever, like we're on a tour bus and that, that can happen if you have a stomach bug or something. And you're, you never trust a, a fart, right? We all yeah. know that. Mm-mm. If you've got a gurgly tummy, you never trust it. You just assume it's going to be a number two. But uh, no, this particular time I was at a really fancy party and I was wearing Dolce Gabbana Spring and Summer 1998 collection leather pants Uh, and they were given to me and I thought I was the absolute tits and I was in Los Angeles and I was at some party and everyone loved me and it was just great and I was just doing the rounds and but I needed to do a number two. So I was like, excuse me one second, I'll be right back. And I went up to my hotel and I did the business, but there was no loo paper. And so I had to do that thing you do. So I'd done it, right? But I hadn't wiped. And I had to do that thing where you do the walk with your pants around your ankles, right? Yeah. We've all done it. Don't tell me you haven't done it. Just because you're yeah. a vegan doesn't mean you haven't done it, Michelle. I, I've done it. There's a lot of fiber in my diet. I've done it. So here's the deal. What I didn't know was a tiny little bit of poo had fallen out of my bum. And it had gone onto the back of my pants, right? Oh. I get back. I clean up. I do everything. I pull my pants up. I do it up. It gets worse. I go down to the party. I got poo on the back of my pants, but I don't realise it. I go back upstairs. What a great night. I fold my Dolce Gabbana spring summer 1998 
whatever leather pants up, put them in my in my luggage. I fly around the world. I get to ah! Sydney, Australia. Ah! I get another fancy party, put my pants on, I go downstairs and I'm laughing it up with everybody. And my manager said to me, what's on the back of your pants? And I said, nothing. And she goes, it looks like they've been burnt. So at this point, the human shit had dried ah! so much ah! that it blended into the leather and it looked like someone had taken a blowtorch to my le- leather pants. So I was outraged because these were Dolce & Gabbana Spring Summer 1998 Collection gift pants. <laughs> Furious I was. Anyway, I stayed for the whole party. Just thought, I'll just no. cover up my shit. No one will see the burnt bit. Went upstairs and upon investigation, a little scratch and sniff, I realised human shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yep, I did that. I, I have a touring story as well. It didn't happen to me. I was on the tour. Probably wasn't as, as luxurious as your tours, Darren, but it was for the Comedy Festival Roadshow with a comic called Bev Killick. Lovely. Uh, I've been on Comedy Festival Roadshow with Bev Killick. She's too. lovely, but she's wild, okay? She's a wild woman. And we were at the airport. We'd been away for three days. We were at the airport and she was wearing pants and she went, oh, what's it? Thought it was a chocolate stain. Licked her <gasps> finger. And then oh. licked it again and was, oh, and it was dog shit because she'd yeah. walked her dogs and got shit in her pants. But she hadn't, there'd been three days in her, in her luggage, just this shitty panted, like, pair of trousers. And then she, yeah, but then she went and told all of us the story. I'm like, you could have, that could have been a secret that only you knew, Bev. But now you've told yeah, all of us and now I'm saying you. it on a podcast. So there you go. How do you know what dog shit tastes like? That was our question as well. How did you absolutely know? Because she was like, well, that's the only thing it could be. I walked the dogs in these pants before I left. And now, yeah, I remember I put the, yeah, the shitty true. bag in my pocket and it must have got a yeah. bit out. So, yeah. You've got a bit okay, of like no. aftertaste of schmacko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dog did take a dump in my suitcase once. So that did happen yeah. too. So th- oh. they do that, right? Mm, yeah, when just because he was annoyed. Leave. All right, next I question. I think he was just annoyed that I was wearing leather. Next question. Who, while on acid, hit the most unbelievable basketball shot, but due to the acid, are not sure if it was real or not? Michelle. Yes, Michelle. James. Yes, you are correct. That was James, yes. Put that for Michelle. I'm pretty sure it was real, but I was at a party in Wollongong. I was off. I didn't know anyone. I was off my head. And I, in my head, it, like, the ball went, rolled around and went in, and it was like Disney-like. I was king of the party, but there is every chance that I just shit myself badly at a party, uh-huh. let's say, <laughs> and then hallucinated a scenario that wasn't psychologically damaging. Right, Which next... is fantastic. Either way. Next question. Who, who here was once held by the Australian Federal Police for accidentally forming a protest? <laughs> Darren. Yes, Darren. It's you, Joshua. No, it's not. It's James. Point off Darren there. <laughs> what did you do? Uh, yeah. We were doing a comedy sketch and we had a character holding a placard that said, Wind Farm are dumb and went <laughs> too close to Parliament building. And then they, the AFP pulled, like, rode up on a bike and did the cool like bike skid in front of us, stopped us, called over a supervisor who was mad that her bag of burger rings had to be interrupted to deal with these interlopers. <laughs> and then we got ridden up for it. It was good. Did you have should to pay? have done it. No, we uh, literally were like, uh, I was like, oh, we're just shooting a comedy sketch. And she goes, comedy <laughs> sketch? Who for? And I was like, oh, um, uh, University of Sydney. And she's like, Oh, I went there. Isn't UNSW shit? (laughs) I was going to say you should have done it in the United States. You would have been allowed right inside the building. Yeah. Yeah. 
If you lost your sign, you could have photocopied another one on theirs, on their photocopier inside. <laughs> All right, next question. Whose first job only paid them $1 an hour? Collie. Yes, James. Darren? Yes, you are correct. Point there for James, yes. Yeah, what? I was a milk boy. <laughs> oh. I was an hour. Gone. I was going Seven. off pig shooting and thought this was some rural child exploitation <laughs> going on here. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I went straight from, yeah, I just went to from chasing pigs to chasing pig breast milk. No, pigs, don't, we don't drink pig milk, do we? Do we, we don't drink pig milk. <laughs> We're not supposed to, but you can. I don't know which no. pig's milk to put on my cheese ball. Could you imagine yeah. milking a pig? That would be awful. I but mean, yes, that's between you and your god. I know. I'm sorry. Yes, it was paid a dollar an hour. It was a seven-hour shift. It was horrible. It'd but be I did great if a... pig nipples were like their tails and little curly things. You could really get out. Oh, Is it true that pigs' penises are squ- uh, corkscrewed? Corkscrewed. Yeah. Yeah, but oh. you can make them like if you arouse them enough, it'll be like straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. This should be easy. Whose answer to a lot of life's problems is watch Paddington 2? Oh. Colleen Michelle. <laughs> yes, you are correct, yes. It's so good. <laughs> Little bear. He's like marmalade. It's silly. Is it, is it I did. a lot better than I, the first one? It's great. Yeah, but I love the first one. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I love the first one. I just really, really love the second one because the aesthetic is like... It's so it's done. It's like a Wes Anderson film without any of the pretentiousness. Oh. It's I, so um, beautiful. I went to made a special trip out to Paddington Station to see the Paddington statue because on the anniversary of the death of the author, people leave out little jars of marmalade for it, and oh boy, does that make you cry! Oh, that's so nice. Oh. I thought you were going to say, "Oh boy, is that a good way to get some free marmalade?" That's yeah, I thought you were going to say that yeah. too. Yeah. This is how I scare my way into pile rivers of marmalade. <laughs> Next question. Who once had a reviewer tweeting at them during a show about how much they didn't like the show? Darren. Yes, Darren. I'm going to say uh, Michelle. No, that was James. Another point on Darren. <laughs> that wasn't me. It's only because I think you're good. <laughs> I'm sorry. What show is this? This was like my second ever stand-up show, like stand-up, and it was playing to about six people, and she was right at the front messaging me. It was because I was making jokes about Tony Abbott, and she said, like, the tweets, which I checked afterwards, were about um, how this show should be apolitical because it's a science show and not about politics. And those two things never mix. Oh, Mm. golly. That's very funny. I mean, it's still got three stars, so... Suppose someone who likes science also liked Tony Abbott. That's odd. Anyway, and our final question for the game. Who here had dinner with Madonna? Michelle? Yes, Michelle. I mean, I feel like it's it's Darren. <laughs> so you're it's look- James? Are you, what are you looking? Darren it's fucking James? Darren. It is Darren, yes. Like, it's not James. I just love the... Why well, couldn't it have been James? James. <laughs> because... He's not in the same industry <laughs> as her, and he lives in Sydney, Australia. So that's just my vibe. It doesn't like, like shitting yourself in leather. Ninety-seven, ninety-eight, gifted designer pants. That's Madonna. Yeah, we did not have dinner. It was, it was purely sexual. No dinner. <laughs> 
<laughs> Darren took a pig shooting. It was lovely. I did. She turns out she loves pig milk. Loves it. Oh, I just had this vision of James at dinner with Madonna. It was very I think he'd be sweet. very entertaining. He's very, very. funny. He, yeah. She'd love him. So how, how many people at the dinner? Was it just the two of you? Was it an entourage No, situation? it was hilarious because it was completely unexpected. So it was around the time, I guess it was maybe 10 years ago. It was around that time that she fell off a horse. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but she had... She was, she'd, she'd gone horse riding and she fell off a horse and she had injured herself and whatever. But we had a mutual friend and got invited to, and I hate that stuff. I mean, we're Australian and it's just, I'm, I, my whole thing with famous people is I literally excuse myself as I'm introducing myself. So I kind of go, hi, oh my God, you're amazing. I love everything you do. I'm going to go, bye. Yeah. And I've done that to so many famous people. And so my friend kind of knew that about me and he said, look, do you want to come to this? Uh, we're having this dinner party. Um, Maybe come uh, come for a dessert because it's there's only a, a setting for twelve people, but I'd love you to come over. And then he said, Gwyneth and Chris are going to be there, and I was like, Oh my god, I just I can't do this. Like, and he's like, Please just come, please, please just come. Just it's super casual, just come. So we did. Richard and I went there, and I was wearing like jeans and a t-shirt, and uh, th- this I'm not kidding. Like a butler opened the freaking door, and I was like. Oh my God. And then I could hear like the, it sounded like Downton Abbey. There was like, you could hear expensive cutlery and stuff. And we were just like, oh my God. And we thought we we're at the wrong place. And then my friend came out and he was like, Darren, Richard. And he was wearing like a velvet tuxedo. Oh no. <laughs> and then he c- calls me into the room. And he's like, please, please come on inside. And it turned out that it was a surprise uh, makeup birthday dinner for Madonna because she had been ill on her birthday so this was this makeup thing and we walked in and he was like it was so surreal there was like 12 people in there Guy Ritchie was there and they were breaking up at the time so it was very tense and they introduced us (laughs) and Madonna's first words were I think she said something like did you know you were coming to a dinner tonight like and I was like yeah I know I get it. it was a terrible outfit but she remembered having come to a Savage Garden concert she said I know you and I was like uh, yeah. She's like, you're a singer, and I was like, yes. And she goes, tell the story, like that. And I was like, oh yes, ma'am. And so I just told the story. I was like, oh, um, I was performing in uh, in New York City once at uh, the Beacon Theater. I think it was seared into my brain. I'm a yeah. huge fan. So I was like, and and I and you, you apparently you had heard that I do Ray of Light in my show, and so you came to the show and uh, I performed, but. And then I just found the courage to kind of give her some shit back. And I said, and I never found out if you liked it or not. And she said, I did. It was great. And then that was it. We sat down and we were at dinner with Madonna. It was amazing. Yeah. How does her face move? Like what? <laughs> how does my, f- what do you how do? How does her face move and what does she smell like? I need to know everything. I, I got to tell everything. you, I'm not just saying this because I'm a huge fan. She, it, she had that thing every famous person does, which is a. She was this black vortex of energy that you can't help but just want to throw yourself into at the speed of light, yeah, because wow. clearly it was like that's how somebody becomes that famous. Like it is, it is literally a force that you're like, hold me back. It's the event horizon, wow. because she just has that kind of energy to her, and I her head is so much bigger than <laughs> you think it would be. <laughs> she has massive eyes that are like like the ocean like her eyes are really really this greeny greeny blue and the only and the thing I loved about seeing her in person was I loved that you could see that she had wrinkles like she had crow's feet like people would Mm -hmm. and I just remember thinking 
oh, she's come dressed as Madonna because she just looked like... <laughs> like It was like everyone else was just mortal and she had this kind of like spotlight above her and we were dying, absolutely wow. dying. When you yeah. were at dinner with Madonna, do people address her as... This seems like a dumb question, but they go, hey, Madonna, what are you reckon about this? They call her M, but it's a funny question that you ask that because everyone else referred to their... F- like, they called Guy Ritchie Guy Ritchie. It was yep. very funny. It's like, <laughs> hey, Guy Ritchie. And blah, 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 blah. Guy Ritchie, do this. But she was hilarious because she was making everyone at the table tell a story. So I was one of those first people that she was like, oh. you, entertain me. But you just gladly did. You were like, it's Madonna. Yep. I'll do it. Oh my I'll do God. anything you want. Do you want me to do a handstand? I've never done one, but I'll do it. <laughs> That's yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah, it was really wild. We left petrified, and I've never met anyone more famous. So, so there we go. There isn't anyone more famous. Now, James, my, you my tell dinner. your story about when you met Madonna now. So let's do that. Okay. No, no. So we're in a McDonald's 24 hours just off the Hume <laughs> <Yeah>. Highway. <laughs> no, I said Madonna, not Glenn McDonald's. Glenn Rowan McDonald's? Yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, I know the one. All I've right. seen her around. <laughs> At the end, around there. At the end of the game, the scores are Darren Hayes minus two. <laughs> okay. But he That's met Madonna. So he met Madonna, so there you go. Yeah. That's fine. Josh Earl, one. I got one point. James Colley, <laughs> eight points. But our winner on nine points is Michelle Brazier. Yes, hey, well done. Fake news. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sore recount. loser. I'm pretending to be gracious here, but I'm actually fucking angry. Though, yeah. <laughs> now, Michelle, because I'm forming you my win, own government, you you can promote whatever you want to promote first. Where, where can people find you, Michelle? You can find me at Michelle Brazier on Instagram and on Twitter, and um, you can. That, that's where I live. That's where I live. <laughs> Great, James. Where can people find you? Uh, at Jam Collie on social media stuff and catch the weekly coming back to ABC TV yeah, at the start of February. Very nice. Awesome. Oh, I didn't plug anything. Can I plug yeah, things? Yeah, go for it. What do you got? Can you can you please watch The Merger on Netflix and Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun on Netflix? And can you also please watch Why You Like This, but it doesn't come out for a month? Yes. Thank you. That's Naomi Higgins. So good. Yes. Great. Darren, where can people find you? Oh, you probably don't want to, but I'm on, under my name on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff, and I have nothing to plug. Just this show. How can I plug this podcast? Well, I think most people who listen to the plugs have listened to the podcast already, unless there is someone out there just going, just get me to the plugs. That's all I want to hear. So go back and listen to the start well, of the I just, show. Right. I, okay. Well, if you are, guys are listening to this podcast and you're already listening to it, just do him a favor. Josh is his name, and just go back and re-listen to them. Thank you. Because... <laughs> He wants the, he needs the I do. spins or whatever we call them. Yep. Downloads. I need, I need, he needs the DLs. Yeah. I need the clicks. Send this to Madonna. <laughs> yes. Slip into his DLs. Everyone Get tag this, this in Madonna. Madonna. Hey, don't if you're in that. Melbourne this weekend, I start uh, the first of four live, don't you know who I am, at Comedy Republic, 4 p.m. The lineup this week, I can announce the lineup officially. So it is Tom Gleason, it is Randy, it is Grace Jarvis, and Zan Rowe. So make sure you come along to those tickets at joshearl.com.au. Be nice to see a nice full room in a brand new venue uh, because it's always fun. Hey, thank you very much. It's been heaps of fun. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.